Wentz had a nice bounce back year. Season, he was the, good. The, the issue for me with Wentz is always chips are on the line. Now what? And I picked the Jags because of Carson Wentz. I think it's one of the worst losses in recent NFL memory mm-hmm. for me. I think it's one of the worst losses in the history of their franchise. It absolutely falls at the feet of Carson Wentz. But everybody in that organization had a hand in it. In the meantime, we have another quarterback on the move. Matt Ryan has been traded to the Colts. Breaking news out of the NFL where Stephon Gilmore is signing with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Jonathan Taylor is the MVP of the NFL. This is the best run-blocking offensive line in the NFL. Reggie Wayne talking about Matt Ryan. Exact quote. It makes me throw up how much he reminds me of Peyton Manning. I love to see it. I love to see. It. Look at those scores. Let's just let's just you know give a whole shout out to the whole AFC South except for the disappointing Houston Texans who who couldn't beat Chicago. Oh man! Look at this, crazy. man. It's so beautiful, man. The best division in football couldn't beat supposedly the worst division in football today. How about those? How about that right there? <laughs> Them Jags, man. Are the Jags for real? Do y'all think the Jags are for real? I, I, I think they're they're on the way. I think they'll keep this up for maybe another game or two, and then they won't look as hot because they didn't come out as hot against the Commanders. So I think they'll kind of start steaming back down. But Doug Peterson's a good coach, so I think he'll keep them afloat. Um, But Doug Peterson also fizzles out after a couple years, so we'll see how long they can actually – I want to I want to say two things about the Jags. One thing, uh, one of my buddies is a Jag fan. We I think Damon and Trev know him. We brought him on the show a couple years ago. Yeah. Told me today, right? Peyton Manning, his rookie year went 0 and 6 in away games. Right. His first win away was in San Diego against the Chargers. His second year, Trevor Lawrence, his first win away is in L.A. against the Chargers. That's pretty crazy to me. Well, except the Jags have lost 18 straight road games until today. (laughs) Yeah, since 2019. But not just win either. Like, they smacked them down. They They dominated all three assets of the game. Like Originally, I was like, well, uh, Justin Herbert was dealing with that rib injury. But I'm like, this looks a lot more than a rib injury. Ugly. One receiver down, you got a rib injury, but – you're not 28 points worse. So they were not missing they were missing 10 starters today. As far are as they? I'm tracking, they were missing 10 starters defensively and offensively. So I mean, anybody, but still, man, you because I saw Khalil Mack, I saw Joey Bosa, I saw Mike Williams, I saw Derwin James, I saw JC Jackson, I saw every I didn't watch, big name. I didn't I saw, watch the game. I just saw I, who was injured. And I, just, I saw it on NFL Red Zone. So anybody that was supposed to be a big turnover guy, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. the Tennessee Titans last year, they say we had 90 guys on IR. But when you look at their roster, <laughs> yeah. the only real guys they had right. on IR was Derrick Henry. So to me, yeah. it's like you can say you got you a see, lot of guys missing, but is it your main guys or? Right, and I'm not taking any credit away from the Jags. Trevor Lawrence looks good. Yeah. James Robinson is taking full control of every opportunity he gets, especially oh, when yeah. he's got that other running back breathing down his neck. Yep. And James Robinson is still out there putting up numbers. Thank God, because I needed him on fantasy. Um, but man, the Jags look good, bro. The Jags look good. Tennessee. It is, it is interesting too, because it's like. You plan to win your division, so I think every year moving forward, we're gonna have to plan to beat the Jags. Like obviously, we already do, but they're gonna be a problem moving forward. Like they're trending in the right direction, they're doing everything right, and they're all young. 
Like they have plenty of time to just keep getting better, and they could be a real force in the league. Let's let's put this question out there: Is Josh Allen is he going to be in the oh, conversation for Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah. In the conversation, yes. In the the conversation. No, I don't think so. No? I think so. I think Traylon Burks is a better defender than him already. I think Josh Allen is a really good player, but I I don't I, I wouldn't put him that high. You look at Micah Parsons already has four sacks. You can look at uh uh what's his name right now, Nick Bosa already has three sacks. You look at uh who else was it? You got TJ Watt, he's missed some games, but he literally took the He's always Bengals. yeah, he's always gonna be there. He took the Bengals out of the game. So it's like there's there's so many other people that people are gonna look at before they think all the way down in Duval, unless somehow the Jags can get to ten and zero, and then he may be in that conversation. Cause you look at look at us with Darius Leonard last year. There, or Shaq Leonard, my bad. Uh had twelve turnovers last year and he wasn't even in the conversation. So Well he he was though. He was in the conversation. Like he got mentions up until the end of the season. It was those last couple of games he kinda of fell out of it. There was a point he was in the conversation just like JT was in the MVP conversation. Maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't I didn't see any any real, it's just, it's just any real it, traction on him. Yeah, it's just cause guys like Garrett and, and Watt just ran away with it. But uh I, I remember him being up there. Pass rushers, but me, I'll take turnovers over sacks all day. So I just think that should have been at least sure, his sure. name should be mentioned. So. Absolutely. He's a, he's a game changer. But I, I could see Allen uh, making his way into the conversation if they continue to play the way they are. Uh, it helps him a lot, too, that he has Trayvon Walker on the other side because now he's probably not getting as many double teams. He, he's got more room to just do his own thing because they have to worry about other guys, too. So. Uh, I could see him making a real name for himself this year. I love how we talked about uh, uh, Shaq Leonard, right, and him not getting defensive player of the year because most people got sacks and he was getting turnovers. Him being a will is not – it's not his responsibility to get sacks. Not in the defense that we play in. So I don't understand how they – they 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 don't take it into consideration what these where these players are, what their responsibility is in each defense. You know, and and he did it. I mean – how many turnovers do we have this year? So you know, no, right? We have Zero. like two. I think we have two. Two. I, I mean, one I'm at the end of this game, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not counting turnover on downs, specifically forced turnovers. I'm pretty sure we two. have once a day, and I, maybe I'm, one I'm week sure. one. I think strip sack, sack, uh, strip yeah. sack in Houston. Yeah, yeah. So two. That's it. Imagine what we would have with Shaq Leonard on, and our defense still looks good. I mean, clearly yeah. our pass our pass defense is struggling. Touchdown Niners. Um, and I think not that, today. Not today. They weren't. They were on point today. Yeah, they were on point today, man. And and that started up front, right? That started with Buckner, and that started with Yannick Ngakwe. They oh, both. I I think they heard everything we had to say in our chat. <laughs> I was giving it to them too, specifically. <laughs> they checked the messages. Especially, had, he had especially he had three pressures up until today. Yannick had one. And uh, and it just it, they just look completely different to me. They look like the two guys that we have been looking for since. Yes, I mean for a, for a while now. I mean, Mahomes and, couldn't uh, just stand there, right? I mean, he, and I mean, stand there once. Like, I mean, he's gonna make those plays when he gets out of the out of the pocket. Uh-huh. He's gonna be able to get away from that pressure, right? But he didn't do and, that today. And, and yeah, even right. then, our downfield coverage, even then, our downfield coverage was still great, and he got out of the pocket a lot of times. The so. the only. The only times that I think our coverage broke down was when we had a mismatch with a linebacker covering Kelsey. And I don't understand how Gus Bradley kept allowing that to happen, but I also understand that it's going to happen in certain situations. Right. Right. So I mean, I it's, yeah, it. it's Travis Kelsey. He's a huge talent. It's definitely right. you, happening. You try to avoid that mismatch, like Okereke covering Travis Kelsey. You don't want that downfield at all. And, and, and as any quarterback, they see that mismatch, they're going to send Kelsey. No, see, see what that was is I don't know if you heard uh, they were talking about it towards the beginning of the game is they had Gilmore on Kelsey and he got that break, that pass breakup on the first time. So what they did is they put Kelsey in motion and they had to switch our coverage. So they were supposed to communicate. They switched. They got the space. Travis Kelsey get, got like a big 15-yard gain or something yep. like that. It was on like third down. It was on yeah, third so, like so that, yeah. that that was also good play calling by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy to start changing up some of that to get mismatches on their side to get uh, Travis Kelsey away from Gilmore because Gilmore he he played pretty well today. Oh yeah, and I mean for what it's worth, for what it's worth, there were mismatches, but it's not like Kelsey broke the game out today either. Like he had a couple big moments, but like on third downs and shit, but. It's not like he killed us with 150 yards or anything, you know. Right. So even in those mismatches, we uh we recovered pretty quickly, I think. What what I want to say too is I hope 
that Gus Bradley watches this film and realizes that Isaiah Rogers needs to be a starter on the defense. I think that was the biggest change. I for think. I think. I think that I, I am one hundred percent okay with them trying to find someone else to be kick return. You know, a returner. I'm okay with that because Isaiah Rogers needs to be a starting corner on this defense. Today, he made All a huge downs. difference. A huge difference. Even Not- if he allowed the catch. Right, he didn't allow yards after catch, and that was yeah. the biggest difference from right. him. And I don't even remember the what's his name. Face on, Faceon. I can't even say his name. You know, you and know the good thing. You know the good thing about having all three of them. My bad, didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, that we got uh, Isaiah Rogers, Face on, and Gilmore. If one of them goes round, we at least have some type of quality depth. Because I promise you, guys, I don't want to see Anthony Chelsley like we had last year down the stretch when, when in the Baltimore game when they got hurt. So I appreciate the fact that we do got one of those guys. But right. I prefer Isaiah Rogers out there starting. But Every I would down. say, I would say, I would keep him on that kick return though. Because if you think about the kick return, we get the ball on offense, so it's not like he's going right back out there to play defense. So sure. right, and and I I one hundred percent agree about that. But maybe take him off punt return because yeah. if he's on the field for those, you know, let's say three downs or maybe extended drives, you don't want him returning that kick. Yeah. You know? I maybe say put, leave, leave Hines on the punt return. Yeah. And put, you know, keep him over there on the kick Because, you know, Hines not getting the most offensive touches, even though I, right. I, I feel like I could be an offensive coordinator in our offense. And I swear JT and Hines would just go freaking ballistic. I don't know how, I don't know how we don't see them so much, but. It, those two guys, the way they can match up and make Mitch match. It was fu- it was funny too. Romo, uh, Tony Romo commented on it, him being a Cowboys guy. He said uh, it was comparable to Zeke and uh, Tony Pollard down in uh, down in Dallas, which maybe not the same play styles, but it's the same thing, same idea, right? Where you want to get them both as many touches as you can because that's absolutely the focal point of our offense. See, and Tony and Tony Romo's Tony Romo's the guy you want to listen to when it comes to that type of situation because in his career he was screwed over multiple times by play calling that took the ball out of DeMarco Murray's hands and into yep. his hands and forced him into bad situations. So he, he yeah, fully understands it. where Matt Ryan's sitting at when we're not giving the ball to JT or Hines. For the question there about Dallas Flowers, we actually could put him on a kick, re- kick return or punt return. He was inactive today, though, so we didn't actually have him out there. I don't know if he was a healthy scratch or not. Didn't see the last-minute word. Um, but uh, I think we uh, changed some of our depth before game time. So – that's why he wasn't out there, and we just don't know how active he will be. Right. I will say, uh, if we do have viewers, uh, when they're viewing, if you guys do want to put up questions or be involved in the conversation, go ahead. Uh, we will try to uh, respond to as many questions as we can. Um, we appreciate all your input and questions as well. Absolutely. Hey, for what it's worth, too, going back to that a little bit, first of all, our special teams dominated today. They were they were amazing in every asset. Matt Hawk killing it, getting it pinned down to the one, I think, twice. Oh, no, one was a turnover and then pinned it down to the one. Kylan Granson coming in as a gunner. Like, we look great. So, I think even Kylan if we Grant. did – Yeah, yeah. Even, even if we did move uh, move Rodgers out from return, I think we have other guys that could fill it out. Uh, Bubba Ventrone, he's, he's an amazing special teams coach. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets higher opportunities moving forward. But uh, it feels like our unit is always on point over there. And we made field goals. We made a yeah. 50 yards. We made a 50 plus How about that? <laughs> We made it 50 yards. You see me, you see me, you see me text it, right? You see me text it. I was like, we made it 50? What? The crazy the crazy thing was was when we were down 17-13, it was fourth down at one point. Um, and we went for it. And I, I don't remember what happened on that fourth down exactly, but I know we didn't get it. I think I we, we tried to hand it. We went into the wishbone, right? Is it the one we went into the wishbone yes. and JT yes. didn't get it coming on the uh, coming outside the tackle? Oh, oh, you're talking about the late one. The late one, right. I thought we were going to kick it there. I, I felt like in that situation, it would have been better to kick it. Yeah. Um, mainly because you – I mean – at that point, the moment that we didn't get that first down, it became a low percentage comeback, right? If we would have kicked that field goal, our percentage would have went higher. So I'm looking at a percentage standpoint, which is what Frank is supposed to be doing. And Frank didn't see it. Frank just I, – I, I don't I, – I understood going for it, I think, because it was like fourth and a foot. But the play drawn up didn't make sense to me. No. Yeah, yeah. I think we should have used that uh that fake fullback dive, halfback toss to JT <laughs> in the space and run that play. But no, um, no. So I I kind of understand it because I'm a Gators fan, and this weekend we played Tennessee. 
Tennessee has a really good offense. Their quarterback's good. They can score points almost every drive. And that's almost like you're looking at it. Hey, what's up, David? Um, uh, it's almost like that with, with uh, this week with KC. So I understood Frank going for it, you know, and trying to get us out there and, and give us that chance to keep moving the ball. Um, and then I also feel understand what he was going for by calling it because our defense was playing so well. Like if right. you look at our stat sheet today, you would not believe the Colts had one sack. We had pressure on Mahomes all day. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I don't believe in PFF anymore. I think it's crap. But if PFF had all of our defenders, their grades at like eighty plus ninety pass rush grades, I would not be shocked at all. Just because that's how good well we had Mahomes. Yeah. So it, I, I understood the reasoning for it. I would have, I would like to see him change up some of those play calls though. I want to, I would take a break real quick. Say, give a shout out to David, uh, David and his brother Jeffrey. They kind of helped us get this whole thing started a couple Big years time. ago. Big time. Uh, so if you guys like to see all sports uh, podcasts, they pretty much talk everything over there. Go ahead and uh, like from the couch. Uh, it's a really good podcast. I've been on it a couple times. Good show. Good people. They do some. I think lately they started doing some awards and things like that. So fantasy teams. It, it's a pretty good spot to go. So what's up to David? Appreciate you watching. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead and. Go ahead, whoever had anything else to say. Hey, yeah, yeah, I wanted to add to that, too. It was cool. Uh, another thing that Tony Roman and Jim Nance talked about a little bit uh, that you could see during the game, we really didn't blitz a lot. And it, it was cool because that's something like that Gus Bradley's known for is his blitz packages and just sending people. We got all that pressure we got today just from the front four. I mean, they were tearing shit up all day. And we didn't have we didn't have to pull anyone out of coverage to get that pressure either. So that's something that was super impressive to see. And that's something I mean, I've been waiting to see. Want. That's what I we do want. I do want to give a little a little bit of some some credit to Patrick Mahomes because even the yeah. pressure that he was under, some of the throws that that man was making, I still had to hold my breath. He's I ridiculous. still had to be like, "Oh, that's about to be completed." Yeah. Oh, that's about to be insane. Like ev almost every time we put pressure on him, I was expecting someone to be open downfield. So to give credit to Patrick Mahomes on the playmaking ability that he has, but then to give credit to our defensive backs at the same time, because on a normal situation, I'm expecting a completion at that point. And, and yeah. it didn't happen as much as normal. We actually had his completion percentage down, which was 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 pretty amazing to me as well. We usually give up those high 70s, 80s percentage uh, completion percentage to quarterback. So shout out to the defense and, and – Mahomes is definitely that dude, and I was – it was pretty worrying. It was I cool to have him frustrated. It was cool. I think Zaire, Zaire had another amazing game. That would like, he has been stepping it up the last 100%. few weeks. Like, his downfield tackling ability lately has been awesome. It has prevented a lot of first downs on second and third down. Third and this short. Play, this play right here had me so hyped, man. Because uh, I was like, oh, great, another slow start. Another no, see, I was juiced about it, and I didn't want to message to the group uh, yet because I had uh, everybody else was being negative in the other chat, and I was like, they're all talking <laughs> about, oh, we're going to lose, we're going to lose, and blah, 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 and just how we did our pick them or whatever, and I picked us to lose to the Jags, and I picked us to, to beat the Titans or beat the um, Chiefs, and I was just like, hold on. Y'all need to calm down. We're going to win today. We're going to win this day. I had a feeling all day that we were going to win this game. My guy was right there with the touchdown. I, I had a feeling that we could pull it off the way that we were playing. We weren't giving up those deep shots. We weren't giving up freaking 15-second touchdowns. Like, it, it was just uh, all around to me. It, it was it was one of those games that we had to slug it out, and, and we got to so win. I also want to talk about some of these run plays, right? So Frank drew up some good misdirection, right? Even just simple putting people in motion. I know we asked earlier, should we start being concerned about Jonathan Taylor? And I, I don't know if we should per se, right? But do you think that he's trusting this offensive line right now? I think he does. I don't, I don't think JT has a problem trusting anything. I think JT is uh, all about the process. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. I think – for one thing, our locker room as a whole is just overly positive. Like, sometimes it's annoying how positive they are. Like, they just never have a problem with anything. Like, they all trust yeah. each other. That's, that's, that's definitely to me. Yeah, I, I think he has that same mindset. But I could definitely see him being frustrated. You know, he's not, he's not off to the dominant start that he probably should be. And a lot of it's because he's not getting the blocks that he needs to be getting. And I'm not a fan of putting Naheem single back or handing him the ball off 10-plus times a game. But I probably would have liked to see that a little bit more today. 
I think that I think that change of direction or change of speed would have probably helped JT out a little bit just because of predictability and stuff like this right sure. here. So exactly. this play right here, right? Like, yeah, this is predictability to us, right? But if we really look at it, this play last year, if the offensive line was on key as they were, look at it right here. Look, How many times look, look, last look. year had we seen Jonathan Taylor take yeah, this but, ball and go directly upfield? But we know yeah. where that ball's going. That's the strongest part um, of our offensive line, right? And there. then if you like, look, but his look, cut is different than it was last season. Yeah, but look at those two. D, look at those two D tackles. Look at the guy at the top of the screen that's playing right in over there. Look how much push they're all getting into the backfield, and we're just playing man to man on the outside. None of these guys are worried about anything out there besides those those uh those single receivers outside. Everybody's playing JT right there, so it's like we barely are running inside when we well, they know when we're going single back, it's most likely be a handoff. But here's my thing. So it looks like Ryan Kelly is the one who's struggling this season. If you, if you really see it, Ryan Kelly's being beat right here in the middle. Let's see if I can rewind it a little bit. No, I, I see him right there. Big 78. Boom. Big 78 yeah, is being he's, beat he's inside. The, he should be pushing out the other way. He's almost behind the horseshoe. A lot of the Chris blitzes. Jones? Yeah, a lot of the blitzes that have come have come right directly at Ryan Kelly, and I think Ryan Kelly, this is why I said it earlier, I think he's having miscommunication issues with uh, Matt Ryan. And this play right here, I hated it. Matt Ryan hesitated. I hated that play. I agree. Me yeah, too. David, they no, definitely showed up today. So that, that play right there, that play specifically, it pissed me off because Frank Wright caught a great play right there. And Matt Ryan, th those that's one of those things that we need. That we had a veteran come in for. That's one of those Carson Wentz plays where you're just hesitating, taking too long. If when they showed back the when they showed back the replay, Paris Campbell is coming across the middle. He has about three yards of separation away from this DB. And Matt Ryan, he sits there and he pats the ball yeah. twice. And then they have a free defender coming. If he catches that ball, takes one step, plant, and he fires that in there low and away from the defender, that should be a simple first down. And that's one of those things that I thought Matt Ryan would make the difference for us for. That I, I really it made me hate that fourth down call because it was it was a great play call. It was open there, and they they just they blitzed us on every third down down there. Yep. Yeah. So what I want to do on uh, Saturday is we're going to do a more thorough breakdown of this game. Um, if anybody ha do who do any of y'all have NFL Plus? I do. I, okay, I do too. So if if you have any time, um, if you have a way to like record um, any specific plays you want to talk about, record them and send them to me, and we'll upload them in here and talk. I about had them. a shit ton for, for that sure. uh, that Jags game. <laughs> yeah, because I know I know I have a way to record I, on my computer. Um, I just I don't know if y'all do. Um, because like these highlights are great. But the all 22 view is a whole lot different. And right. You can see yeah. A whole lot more. Um, but like this play right here kind of drives me nuts defensively because this is the play specifically Travis Kelsey right here. Uh, you see him right up there, right before the marker. He's 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 got uh, Zare Franklin beat. And then look at our look at our right side of our pass rush. You can't come inside of Mahomes. You got to no. keep him in that pocket. You got to keep him in that bubble. Exactly. So if you play this a couple seconds more, boom! Look at that. Oh, that was that was the shift in the Mitch match that I was talking about yep. too. This is this is one of the ones I was specifically talking about. Um, What's that safety doing? I'm just confused because he's flat footed. Look at the quarterback. It was a cover. It was a cover four. So he was. So he had he had deep quarters. So yeah, he had a job, deep quarter. His job was to not let anything get beat. Uh, go behind him. Like I said, these these are easier to see if we pull up the all 22 views and and we're able to record them and watch them. Um, that play alone drove me nuts because I was like, how the heck did you allow, uh, a linebacker to cover Travis Kelsey? And then it led to this and that right there, that's which just was Mahomes. broken coverage that's just, by that's just Mahomes and Ch uh, Kelsey magic yeah. in, the, in, the, in the red zone there. I don't care what you do, but they it, don't but have that point. They don't have any more. So they don't have any more superstars over there. Tyreek Hill's gone. You double Travis Kelsey there in the end zone. That's just, that's just simple to me. It's, it's one of those things, right? But like he's you, a guy, oh. you can't let him beat you. Like, even though he's exactly. going to get his, you, I, I agree with what you're saying. You have to, you have to double him or something. You can't let him be the guy to beat you. If they get it to Juju, they get it to Hardman. Yeah, whatever. But this you can't let him right be here. Beat you. This is this is what I'm seeing right here, though. You got four defenders here. You got three receivers. Bottom the of way the screen, it should right? have been. Yep, bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. What you should have done right here, boom. For some reason, there's 
there's too much standing around, man. Travis Kelsey fakes it to the inside and he ends up coming outside. So Julian Blackman just got completely beat. Yeah. So if you look right here, bottom of the screen, look at the receiver that's at the bottom of the screen making that outcut. I that see it. DB, that DB right over the top of him in the end zone should be coming down for that play. That's Kenny then, Moore. Yeah. Uh, he should be covering that outside receiver because we will give up that short route. He can come up and try and knock the ball out if he catches it short or whatever. And then my guy right there that's right behind Travis Kelsey. You gotta fall. You gotta just fall back, floating back. Just keep floating back and fall watching back. the homes, and and you're gonna be right under it for an interception. Easy my thing interception. is, my thing and is, that's why that when you when you are playing down here, the line of scrimmage is is at the three, right? Yeah. So not to cut you off, but if you're at the yeah. line, if their line of scrimmage is at the three, all these defenders should understand. Go ahead and let them buy you. <laughs> Where are they going? They're not going anywhere. So you let them buy. You're playing underneath. You have to force that quarterback to make that throw. Just let your safety see it. Play underneath. Force them, to make a, force them to make the greatest throw and catch of their lives. And that's one of those plays. That's one of those plays where I miss uh, Darius Leonard. That's a, like the same interception he had on Mac Jones yep. when we played the um, Patriots, but it was further back. Probably, I think the Patriots maybe at like the 25 or something like that. It's very similar play. Hey, David, uh, if you can comment. Uh, just to just to verify what group that is, we'll we'll definitely do that. But yeah, man, it's 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 one of those situations where anytime I'm within the five, if I'm gonna play pass coverage, I I'm gonna cover underneath. I'm gonna I'm gonna bracket. If you got one star, I'm bracket covering him. Yeah. Or if you got two stars, I'm gonna bracket cover that one. I'm but I'm, four, but, but I'm letting I'm them buy me. Man everywhere else. I'm letting them buy me. This is situational defense, and I think situationally, I'm letting them buy me because I'm gonna force you to have to go to the back of the end zone, and I'm gonna force your quarterback to have to make a throw. Yeah, I just would be careful forcing Kelsey to back of the end zone. He'd make that catch. <laughs> but if yeah, if they would have, if in this situation, if they would have forced him back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If old boy right here in between the threes, literally right in the middle with the white sleeve on, if he yep. would have forced him back, mm -hmm. that play would have never happened. You got, that yeah, you never been a tougher successful. throw. You got a tougher throw. You got an interception, tip pass, something like that. Like, look, exactly. that's, that's, that's easy. That should be easy right there. But Kenny Moore has been struggling through the first three games as the last five games he's been struggling. So, But then they missed the field goal, so it's all right. Yeah, thanks for uh, not changing your kicker. I think they did, didn't they? Or was it Amendola? No, uh, yeah, it was Amendola all game. Bucker was hurt. He's actually. They could have put uh, Justin Reed back in. He did all right. So yeah. my issue with our offense, though, man, is like kind of like week one, right? When I said I didn't have any worries offensively, and I do have worries offensively, but we move the ball pretty well. Look, you see that play action right there? If you hand that to JT, that's another one, and that's another thing that on these third downs, I feel like Frank Wright needs to start giving. Uh, Matt Ryan, an RPO option with JT in the backfield. So see this play right here? We're on first and 10. So the Chiefs, obviously, they're not going to send a blitz. or I mean, they could, but what good would it really do? On third down almost every time, what they'd do is we're almost in the same formation. They'd have JT next to them, and they have about six, seven dudes up here at the line of scrimmage. And we're not doing any checks. We're not checking it. We, we kept running that same screenplay to Pittman instead of just running an RPO to JT and running a slant to Pittman off of it to make it easy. And we were getting torched with it the whole game. So I like this design, to be honest, because JT was running pretty well out of this same formation with yeah. the same motion in that play. Um and then they faked it this time on first down. So we are a first down runner, right? We know, Every team knows that. So the play action here, I think, was pretty decent. Oh, no, no. I'm not talking about the call. play call. I'm just talking about the, the way that and, we would call it on third down. And oh, yeah, yeah. We kept calling it. When that. they're sending everybody, yeah. yeah and, Pierce, like, and Pierce right here was just – that was a good play by a rookie, man. So that is that is part of it, too. And we talked about it a little bit in the group chat, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it on the podcast. We were talking about uh, miscommunication as far as between the center and the quarterback – how, how do you fix that? Like being a, being an O line guy, someone that understands how that works. You brought it up at a perfect time. You brought it. You brought it up at a perfect time. Look at this play right here. Look at the line. They're all blocking the same direction. Well, you see, mm -hmm. you see, see the bubble. Yep. Like the C shape. Now look at how fastly, how fast it just gets destroyed. That's not a pocket. That's not the. That's not the type of pocket this offensive line is used to create. Right. Can't break down. 
Yeah. Right, so I, so, I guess, I guess my issue is like, when did this become an issue with Kelly? Because we've seen him; he's been a, a pro bowler Kelly. for years now. No, it's, it's not, not Kelly. Kelly. So, so where's so, this fall on to you? So I'll explain. It's it's Matt Ryan. So okay. the thing with the so Matt Ryan. So last year we thought that that Carson Wentz was having issues with pre-read, and he I think was. that he 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 did have issues at times. But I think that when it came to picking up the block, picking up the blitz, he was doing fairly well. It was just terrible at reading the coverage that he was having. Now, Matt Ryan is having a bad time at reading the blitz. So Matt Ryan, whenever a quarterback and a center, right, it's not just the snap of the ball that's important. It's the fact that Matt Ryan is yelling things because he's seeing who's the mic, who's this person, who's that person, right? Ryan Kelly is also trying to communicate that information to the offensive line. Okay, but if he sees something different, it's it it could be completely a mess. So they're getting two different stories, basically. So I think what the the issue we're having is it's just like in a in a quarterback center relationship, you almost want to have the same center for as long as you possibly can. Think back to Madden, Manning and Jeff Saturday, and typically when you change, we've had a quarter different quarterback every single year. Right. So what you what you're very likely going to have is when you got a Pro Bowl center such as Ryan Kelly here, he's making the checks at the line every single year up until now. And that's Ryan. And so now Matt Ryan is making the calls. So that's where you're getting some of this little shift in communication. And it just makes it a little bit more difficult. And then we also have the new, we have the new right guard. Uh, Well, not necessarily new, but new New starter. Sure. New starter. And then also Braden Smith has been struggling. Um, Prior, we would have hoped that uh, Ryman would have been in, but Matt Pryor is still a revolving door, as you can see, whether it's three seconds or it's two seconds. He's just opening up the door to anybody to hit his quarterback. Um, so, Which is an issue because when, when offenses start seeing that, they're going to tee off on it. Oh, they already have. This teams, the, yeah. That's the same reason the Chiefs ran that play. This that, that same blitz on third down has been working since the preseason. We haven't fixed it at all. Yeah. So that and and that becomes an issue. They start attacking where the weakness of the offensive line is, and we're just not doing anything to fix it. And that's that's on whoever offensive line coaches at the moment. Yeah, um, Ashley, I wouldn't I wouldn't give the the win because uh, we played Isaiah Rogers, but definitely defense made a huge difference because Isaiah Rogers was in the game on that. He definitely that, had an impact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not the whole story, but it's here we go. Here we go. That was a good. That was a, we made a field goal right there. Yeah, that was that was good to see. It was good to see. Yeah, that's a guy I'm I'm glad got a uh, second shot with us after he came in a couple years back. He did all right, you know, not, nothing game changing, like nothing in, in super impressive, but he's solid. And uh, <laughs> Blankenship just wasn't anymore, so I'm glad he got a second chance. Oh, with us. you know, I hate to bring up old games and whatnot, but um, they they did the time uh for what it was last week. The average pass time for Trevor Lawrence was 2.3 seconds. That's faster than Tom Brady getting the ball out of his hands. We were just uh, our our coverage needed to be changed last week. We need to play some press man and force him to hold on to the ball. We just we just he was getting the ball out quick. It was tough for our pass rush last week. Sure. Yeah, I mean I mean they they took apart you know this is my favorite in our defense. This is one of my favorite plays of the game right here. Can we rewind? Hundred percent. Yeah, we that, can rewind. Pierce Pierce made about three catches today that you if, if you weren't paying good enough attention, you would have thought it was Michael Pittman Jr. Exactly. It looked like him. Same yeah. route running. Yeah. And look at the formation. Look same, at the formation. That crossing route. This was a great read by Matt Ryan, right? Because they're teeing off on, on Jonathan Taylor already. I God, I wish we had we could do, you know, pointers and circles and all different types of shit on here, but we can't, unfortunately. But we have literally right on the front line, there's five five personnel right on the front line. In the box, you have seven. Then you have a safety who came up and creeped. And you can see that, right? Matt Ryan read that perfectly. He gave that trip. You can see the star, right? You got one-on-one on on the right side. One-on-one, no safety. No safety, single high. He's he's clearly has his eyes right at Matt Ryan, but he's shifting over toward where Michael Pittman is. And this is what I was telling you all in the group chat. We Just don't need throw. separation. Give these six foot three plus guys chances. Right. Just like Jelani Woods did twice. 
catching over these guys' heads, man. I'm but it's under, it's understandable as to why Matt Ryan doesn't trust that at the moment because they're still young and rookies. And this play pissed yeah, me but off, see, too, bro. That, oh, see, my God. This is why I say you got to trust them because for Matt Ryan, you're in a new system. Yeah, I know it's going to be hard to want to trust those guys, but you, you're not outrunning anybody. So you got to trust your playmakers, man. And that's the purpose of size. I'm, sure, oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure this was the very next play, and I, yeah, and I hated it. Oh, yeah, it, was the, it was not the very next play, but oh uh, yeah, we had a one yard run by JT. Yeah, why not run the ball again here? I mean, look at that, look at that, look at uh, if you mm. can go back just a little bit, that crease, that crease in the right hand side right, there. Yeah, right in between the left tackle and Quentin Nelson. Look at the look at that hole right there. If they look like they're passing and they put their foot in the ground and go block, and then right here, get it out, let go, get. I was, yeah, I, was, guys I was screaming at my TV. Get yeah, rid of it. Too, get bro. rid of it. Get rid of it. Oh my god, dude. It's like I don't know what it is. Dude. We we can just not find a quarterback who it's, cares about taking care of the ball. <laughs> it's just it's been very strange because like we all when we brought Matt Ryan in, we had the idea that he would be the steady answer to the inconsistency inconsistency that was Wentz, right? Like you live with highs and lows with Wentz, but we would expect Maybe a lower ceiling, but a higher floor with Ryan, right? And it just it hasn't been that yet until the last drive of a uh, of the game today, where he looked like the Matt Ryan we want. But he's just been all over the place, just like Wentz was. Well, that was that's what that good difference was right there. That final drive, that nine for ten. So that that for, final that final drive is what I'm hoping is that kind of goes forward, right? Is what Matt Ryan takes forward because he started to see that. He can just put it in certain places, and his guys are going to get it. And this is just one of those things. You can't get freaking guys freaking six six tries at your damn touchdown. So I missed that touchdown because uh, the app I used kind of shut down on me, and I ended up having yeah, to find it. Didn't realize. They basically uh, went three times, got a penalty, got to go three times again, and scored. Yeah, I didn't realize that I could watch the game on Paramount, and I have Paramount, and I was able to get back into the game, but it kind of pissed me off. The app kind of shut down on us. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's just those new – it's just the new thing where quarterbacks all want to be heroes, and they just hold on to the ball for too long. That's why it's man. That's one of those things that that's one of those things where you really gotta appreciate Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady because those guys they don't play about holding on to the ball. They don't want to get it. They're gonna get the ball out, and if they need to make a play, they're gonna find a guy to make a play. They're not necessarily gonna try and move around to make a play. Quick well, question. Go ahead. When 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 did the enemy and Mahomes get into it? On the sideline, was that second quarter? It was, or it was right. It was right at the end of halftime. Literally right there. What the end was it? I think he was mad so, they ran a draw play. Yeah. So instead of, shot. Well, instead of throwing the ball, they ran a draw play. Mahomes didn't like the call because he wanted to try and take a couple more shots and throw it down the field, maybe, and see if they can get some points on the board. And I think I think that's just Mahomes' character, man. He always wants to go after it, and uh, it, it was probably the right call from the enemy. Like you, you, you only want to take so much risk. Mahomes, but, uh, he, I, I understand that. He said that exact same thing you said. He admitted that it was the right call, and that he just he's just a guy that always wants to go try and score. So yeah, and I mean that's what you want from a quarterback. So no harm, no foul. I think. I, I do want to go back a little bit though. We were talking about uh, uh, trust with right, wide receivers, which. It's understandable, but I think on a positive note, like this is a game that should build that, right? Uh, Ryan put his receivers a couple times in tough positions where like Pierce with his contested catch, uh, Woods had a couple in the end zone that he got. So you got to think like this is a confidence builder for him, for his receivers, that he knows he can throw it to them wherever they are, even if they're not separated and they can go up and get it. My problem with that is, is that, well, outside of Woods, the guys that he trusts, are the guys that we use today. So Pittman <laughs> and, and Alec Pierce. Our problem is, is what if those guys aren't playing again like last week? He doesn't trust anybody else down the sure. line. So sure. we need to start solidifying our number three and four receiver, which should be Doolin and Campbell. And he needs right. to start trusting to put the, the ball in those guys' hands. And after looking over the game, when I watched the film back again and looking at Doolin's stats, I don't see why Doolin's not a trustworthy guy to him. That's a guy that you can go to. He yeah. made a couple great catches in this game, I believe two on third down for us in this game that, to help keep drives going. And Campbell had one catch, but for some reason he doesn't target Campbell. I think Campbell has five targets and four catches. So just some work that needs to be 
Bullen Bullen definitely needs to be trusted more. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. That he's one of those guys that had found ways to get open multiple times. Uh, he's proven it. I don't years. What last year? The year before that? Last year he really stepped up and like kind of broke out for us. Yeah. I mean, even this year he should have. That, that last game against the Jags should have built enough trust. I mean, he was the only guy that really caught that. That should have been another sack there. Last game, he was the only one who pretty much caught the ball. That's what I'm saying. Like, leading receiver, he was the only one getting open. He was he was wide open in the middle of the field all game. This was stupid. Hey, yeah, how, how about that? No, if they no, kick that, that they're probably going smart. to win it. That was smart. That was smart. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I, I get it. That. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you well, might as well have went for it instead of no, putting no. it in your field goal. In your yeah, goal. So that's that's you know, my it, thing, right? Is no, Their kicker was struggling. Their kicker was struggling, but well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We get, I, I get that, I get that, and I, I and I fully understand. But in that situation, as, <laughs> wouldn't as, you rather have Mahomes going for it? Like, yeah, yeah. wouldn't you have Mahomes go? Like this catch was amazing. I'm sorry, <laughs> that catch. That, that might be a bad pass, honestly. That was definitely that. a bad yeah. pass. That, and that, was, that was Pittman saving the play, 100. Uh, Pittman bailed him out big time. This drive was. I can't believe I can't believe Kyler caught that ball. I those those are the balls that he drops. So good 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 pickup by him there. He he had his game. See this play oh. right here. I hated to play. That was go, go yeah. back. Look, go back. Look at Hines. Go Look back. at Hines, man. Yeah, yeah. You right? I swear this is this should be a play fake to Jonathan Taylor. You know everybody in that building knows who's getting the ball. And I understand we want JT to be able to get that. But I say you call that in like a playoff game or something, right here. Fake that and throw it to Hines. He's one on one. Oh, day. That's that. Hines that could be a is, touchdown. Hines is one on one. That's literally the that's literally the play I was talking about earlier. Like <sighs> why why would you? Why would you run that play? That play didn't make any sense. I I, I totally understand it. You want to give JT and Q. You want to. You play to your strengths, right? But you you want to play it smart. It's not that simple though. Like yeah, everyone knows, it's going everybody. there. They're going to crash on the sides. Q can only block so many guys. You know, as superhuman as he is, especially just, with inches to go. That's yeah. that's the perfect time to fake it because everybody knows what you're going to do. This was really good stand here by the defense. I was I was freaking screaming my head off on this drive here. I, I already saw comments making something about the uh, the face mask, which yeah. absolutely he did grab Pat's face mask, but it wouldn't have mattered. It would have been offset penalties, same result. We declined the penalty anyway, so again, no harm, no foul. Nothing would have changed. That, that was that was the one I yelled at Campbell. That, that, that was just not a that's your boy. You, that's your boy. Not you can't yell at him. Yeah, but that's that's lack of playing right there. You got to know the sticks, dude. You got to know when it gets – because if you look at it forward, going forward, there's another first down where uh, Michael Pittman Jr. gets it, almost the exact same play, but Michael Pittman Jr. gets the first down. You got to know the sticks, dude. Like, look, you got to come this up was, with more. This was also not a very good throw. Yeah, but you gotta help your, behind. You gotta help your QB there make sure you get past the sticks. Like he should he should have ran a deeper route, but at the same time that yeah, route should have put it in a better spot. I'm gonna blame that more on the route for that one. That that's yeah. a, a three your third and three and you're gonna run a two yard out. Yeah, two yeah. yeah. yards. Look, look at that. Look at that. Plenty of opportunity right there to cut it upfield. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing there, there's been uh, that's why a lot of people have been discussing Paris Campbell is just not what he you know what we're expecting him to be. I mean, I I had complaints about him last week not being able to win his battles right at the front of the line of scrimmage, right? And now he's running routes that are too short of the, you know, the yards to gain. Like right there, a play like that is the difference between a playoff yeah. loss and a playoff win or making a It's playoff. a game of inches, yeah. And, the, and 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 that play right there is is the one of the questions of did he just miss too much time since he's been in the NFL? That, that one, that's that experience. One, that, that's, one that's pissed, that, experience. One really, that one really pissed me off there. Campbell's my guy, but I'm not going to let you get out of some situations like that. You would never see Reggie not know the down and distance right This there. is what we should have ran on fourth down the majority of the time. I love that call right there. I, I love let that Ryan line. fall forward, yeah. Just, just go get it. See, there's that blitz. That's that get blitz. That also because he could have just got rid of it. Third right and seven, too. third and seven, that blitz. But this time. was also the unnecessary roughness, or the person. I want to know. Whatever. I want to know what he said, dude. I want to know he what he said, said. Some crude shit. But I also want to talk about the fact that 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 specific penalty is what's going to ruin the image of the Colts because everyone's going to say, "Well, the Colts didn't beat the Chiefs. 
You know, they only won because of that penalty. And that shit is bullshit. Because if you look at the score, if you look at the score with 335 left, not even, let's see, what time was left on the clock when he got sacked? Almost five minutes. We only let up 17 points this whole game. Did you think we were going to possibly let up another touchdown, whatever? We were playing really well defensively. You don't know what would have happened in yeah, that situation. Exactly. And he got the penalty. He should have kept his fucking mouth shut. I yeah. mean, it's it's discipline of the game. No, actually, you know what? It's the Chiefs. That's what they do. Remember in the AFC Championship game in 2019? Who jumps offside to let the Patriots go to the Super Bowl? Frank Clark. Exactly. It's what the Chiefs do. They're undisciplined. They do stuff. Undisciplined. And then Matt Ryan carved him up. So whatever they he, said, Michael Pitt pissed him off. Whatever they said pissed him off because he said you should have stayed with Atlanta. He priced it twenty eight three. And we all we all do, Andy. I hear you, man. That is the way to go on that fourth and one. You and it's inches, dude. You might as well just use those big bodies and right. And then great uh, throw and catch. That I Matt Pryor. I want to give him some shout outs for this drive here. He played really well in this fourth quarter drive. It, it it really felt like the the offense as a whole. Whatever Chris Jones said, maybe it pissed him off. Whatever, but it really felt like they understood. Hey, this is the last chance we're gonna get. Like we gotta get after back, it here. Play that back, Matt. Look how Pryor anchors there, dude. Which play? This like, last play? Yeah, the touchdown. Look how he anchors. That's on their best edge rusher. Where's Pryor? Is he on the left side? On yep. the left side. Yeah, that's their best edge rusher outside. And he's got an angle. Look at look oh, at that pocket. On, he's bad, got bad, the right bad, angle. Bad, he, had him, he had him. Anchored, and that's the thing about that about that play right there. Matt had enough time to step up and make a different progression. Yep. He literally took his chance with his receiver there, which we should be making that play with those tight ends two or three times a, day, a game. We got six, seven, six, eight oh, tight ends. Boom! Lock them in. You ain't going nowhere, boy. Yeah, and the and the DB he's matched up on is way smaller. It and, was like it, it was like and playing against a little kid. How he just picked it up over him. But but let's give let's give Matt some credit too, because look at when he threw it. Ready ball release. Jelani Woods ain't even open yet. Yep. This is what we expected from Matt Ryan, right? He catches you the ball like five your, yards from where he's at. Right. You throw your receiver open. I mean, this is what we wanted from a quarterback. This is what we expected from. He's at the top of his route, and that ball just left his hands. Yeah. Just left his hands at the top of the route, and he allowed him to run to the ball. It was perfect placement, perfect throw, perfect play. That's what and we it, wanted from Matt Ryan. Right, and that that's the receivers we brought to the team too is they have the physicality to go and get that. Even when they're not open, they can cut in and make that open. Like That's the guys we have on the team. Why not play to that strength? It, man, it was, it was so great. I mean, I was a little behind, but – so I was trying to – on this drive, I literally did not touch my phone. <laughs> I didn't touch my phone. I was no on the stream. That so throw was, was insane. Yeah, that, uh, that's why I was that telling you guys, our, our, our guys should not need separation. As big as they are, that should be easy catches on guys' heads. And that's how it was today. That's how, that's how they made it look. It was cool. This is a good, uh, good having McLeod type deal, you know. He, he came in for uh, – for 32, right? He came in for Blackman when he got hurt. Yeah, and and McLeod is a good player to have because he's a veteran. Right, right. That's what you right. want as, a, as someone that can substitute in, someone that knows the game well. It was a good game, man. It was a, it was a good game. Um, one of those things where I came into today not expecting to even be close to winning this game. Right. Um, and, and it was <laughs> – I think in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, we're going to win this game because of Frank. And as much as we all hate Frank, Frank has something with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, a couple years ago with Jacoby Brissett, Marlon Mack. That was the last time we played them in the regular season. We beat them 19 to 30. In Kansas City, we beat them 19 to 30. And it's just one of those things that I feel like Frank just knows how to dial it up against Kansas City. Well, in those first two games, even though we lost the playoff game. Patrick Mahomes still only had one touchdown against that's, us. That's what I'm saying. Frank has something with Kansas City. Maybe, maybe he knows Andy Reid. <laughs> maybe there's something deep down there. I, I don't know. But Well, Gus Bradley's coming from playing Patrick Mahomes multiple times a year, too. I guess right. yeah. uh, 
Gus Bradley gonna have his wheelbarrow for his nuts tomorrow because everybody's been talking mad shit about how he's uh, been getting torched by Patrick Mahomes and this time hey. he only gives seven uh, gives up seventeen points. I'd walk into there and say maybe it's the guys that I was coaching over there with. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not me, yeah. You know, and come to and come to think of it, with Gus Bradley, right? We were talking about Gus uh, this week, and and we were starting to think that maybe he was losing the locker room um, because. Uh, you know, he was calling such a defense that we're not used to, and then he kind of went off and, and started saying that they need, you know, the players weren't trusting this the scheme and the system, and sure. and they weren't they weren't comfortable. And then all of a sudden, we have a game like this where the rushing game defensively is is perfect, right? They, right? I don't know how many yards they let up per game today. I can look that stat up real quick. But, you know, they, they don't let Patrick Mahomes kind of like go off. So – uh... I think the players took it personally from how much everybody was saying because you could literally go on any platform, any writer, any fan, yeah, and just basically getting torched and, and talking about how they're going to lose, they're going to get blown out. And I, I mean, rightfully so. Like to start the season, we have not been the team we expected to be until until this game. Really, and even today, obviously, we had our problems, but lucky to get a W. Yeah. But I mean, it makes sense. I, I agree. I think they definitely took it personal. Yeah, Frank Wright even mentioned that. We need to be the team that we thought we were going to be and we were supposed to be. Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard made the post after and was like, y'all keep that same energy, great team win. Like These guys know that they didn't, they didn't play their part for the first right. few games. Yeah, we we let up like, man, 2.9 yards per carry. That's awesome. Back. We let up 46 yards. Not 46, about 46, 47, 48, 48. 49 yards combined between Patrick Mahomes, McKinnon, uh, Michael Burton, and Travis Kelsey. I think we're also only giving up like 200 and like 10 yards passing per game or something like that. 220 or something. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes threw for 262 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Oh, hey. one touchdown? I thought he one had two. Touchdown. One touchdown. So in one three games against us, Patrick Mahomes has two touchdowns. I think that's two the touchdowns. only team that has held him to that. And Travis Kelsey has the only touchdown. And Travis Kelsey only went for four for 58 yards. Oh, another crazy stat. Patrick Mahomes is 39-2 and two against teams that he has scored <laughs> less than – or has have given up less than 20 points. And the two, the two teams – Colts. Just, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> that's crazy. That is I'm telling you. I'm telling you there's something about Indy and the Colts, man. It's Or Indy and, and the Chiefs. There's something about it. Oh, is that a touchback? Damn, that ball bounced hella high. Hey, but you talk to you talk about uh, getting off to a bad start, though. I mean, if you ever needed a game to buy into, this is the one, right? This, this is the game that our guys should be able to look at and be like, hey, we can compete with anybody in this league. We just need to do the right things. And as right. cliche as it is, as annoying as it is to hear, keep getting better, like all that shit that Frank Reich always says, they need to do it and, and just buy in and continue this upward trend that we're on now. And I mean, one one and one is not the worst start we've had, you know. Honestly, if, if Frank, if Frank and the offense can figure out what's going on with the offensive line, because at this point they are they're the only issue we're having. Yeah, I think if we can fix whatever issues going on with the offensive line, if it's communication or whatever with Matt Ryan, they need to work on that. If they can fix that and get to the 2018 or or even the 2021 offensive line that we had. This offense, this team is going to be dangerous. Just 100%. like last year, that mid-season team. That mid-season team. I'm telling you, but, if we can get, the, if we can just get that offensive line comfortable, where they're blocking in the pass game, they're opening holes for Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor can just hit it. This offense is going to be dangerous. We'll be able to hang with anybody. Anybody. The tough, the tough part is they need to buy in for another week. I'm glad Frank sat there and told them they could celebrate tonight. Tomorrow when he's coming to work and get ready because Tennessee, Tennessee's coming. Gonna be, that's going to be our third division game, and we don't have a win in the division, so we need to. And, and it's Tennessee. a team. It's a team that not only are they built similar to us, but they've also had similar struggles this year, and it looks like they're starting to figure shit out too. So it's really going to be a collision next week. Well, we will see whose D line can play better. Yeah, man, and and their D line has not been playing good. I mean, they lost. They're down like two or three defensive linemen. So good. That's good for us. Looks like we may have lost Damon, but uh, shout out for being on. That's my guy. He might come back. We'll see. He's he's been having internet, internet issues spot, all, yeah. night, all night. So 
Yes, sir. So, yeah, we got the, the big divisional matchup. We need to make sure we take care of business there. We cannot move any more ground. And for what, for what it's worth, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to the matchup of uh, our rush defense and Derrick Henry. He he hasn't looked like the Derrick Henry you expect, you know. I mean, he, some of it's the O-line too, but, I mean, today was probably his best game and he still only had 85 yards, you know. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping we can kind of blow him up next week. I like the matchup. The matchup that I don't like is those uh those quick throws that Tannehill does with the, the two step drop after sure. play action and it's that that short route over the middle where he's going to catch our guys on the that, back foot. That's yeah, I think where we uh, need uh we need Leonard back boot, for that. The fake and the boot route that he does or the the boot action out of it. And he's just wide yeah. open. Our D and actually our defensive end actually played it way better today, even on Patrick Mahomes as he was booting out to they were like playing both so they were playing the run and then watching Mahomes as he would come out with the ball so it, it was good to nice to see that improvement but they can't lead that open with Tannehill because right. he's fast he's fast enough to get around some defensive ends so. yeah I remember, I remember he burnt us with it a couple times last year and it was just it's a pain in the ass to see but hopefully hopefully having Yannick in this year will make all the difference well, Trevor Lawrence did it to us and we didn't have it yep. covered then but we played it better today so yeah, hoping we can continue that. Trending in the right direction. I, I really hope – I think the big difference for us will be if Leonard can come out and play. Like, it, it, we've talked about a little bit. He's been practicing. He's been hitting pads and everything, but he still hasn't been 100% ready for game day. Whether that's, you know, lingering issues or some people have said maybe it's a mental health thing or, or just game time decision, I don't know. But, you know, hopefully think, he can get out there because he's, he's a game breaker. Like, I that's what he does. That's what he's been waiting for. I think he's been waiting for this this game. That's that's kind of what he uh, probably had it stuck out as, right? Instead of going on IR, he misses this game and comes back next week. If he doesn't play today or this, I mean this week coming up, then I don't know why we didn't put him on IR to get the practice in. But I'm pretty sure we should see him, and hopefully Hope he so. comes out with that same tenacious force that he always plays with because he looked like he was ready to play today on that sideline. I saw that's him. him. That's <laughs> him. Yeah, that man was pumped on that sideline, man. That's why I had it on. We got the win every time he I wore the jersey. Yeah, he he was uh he was conducting Lucas Oil like a like an orchestra, just getting them going. He loved to so see I it. I went back to my normal tradition and I wore my jersey that I've had since 07. Uh and I made my wings. All right, I put my wings on the grill. And we won, so that's hey. why I got secret. Last week I made queso and we got shut out, so I ain't making queso no more. I right. Wings Darius next week. <laughs> Wings next week. Uh, Wings next like, week. When I wear my Darius jersey, we're like twelve and four. So there we go. Well, I didn't wear a coach jersey today. We won, so I think I'll probably just get rid of all my jerseys and just not wear jerseys anymore. <laughs> hey man, you just need to put uniform on, all right? Bud? <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, good deal. Good deal. Glad we got hey, a so win today. Looking forward to next week. I'm about to put on this to end the show. Let's watch this together. Frank showed some energy there. Yeah. Is that a team win? That's the ultimate team win right there. The ultimate team win in all three phases. That's what happened in the second half. My goodness, defense, you held us in there the first half. You held us in there. We needed a big play on special teams to get the stop. We needed two defensive stops down there low. We got both of them. We got it from teams. And then we needed the touchdown when we needed the most, right? Those last couple drives. Mm -hmm. And then we got Matty Ice. Make it <laughs> Jelani Woods, welcome to the NFL. together the whole time, man. That's what you asked for. We, like Matt said, we're going to the moon, man. It's just step one right now. There we go. Win on three. One, two, three. This is just one round. But all it did is just showed us we're on the right track. It showed us we got the right guys. It showed us we can be the team that we want to be. 
So let's be that this week. Success is not final, failure is not fatal. Yes, sir. There's a two parts to that. Yeah. Success ain't final. Mm -hmm. We gotta go earn it again next week. Yes, sir. And it is gonna be equally as difficult as it was today. Yes, sir. But it's gonna be worth it. Yes, sir. It's worth it. The hard things, the really good things in life are really hard to get. They're worth it. All right, keep grinding. Enjoy it tonight. Let's get back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Team on three. One, two, three. Dude, I love that quote. Success ain't final, failure ain't fatal. That's dope. <laughs> I love I love it that 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 Frank gave Jelani that man and said welcome to the NFL, bro. Two touchdowns in one game, man. You just you I I love how fired up Frank was. I think yeah, you don't see that too much. I've, I don't. I think that's the loudest I've ever heard him in any win we've ever had. He was feeling that pressure, I'm sure. I I guarantee that right now. I, I mean, I'm not gonna guarantee it, but I'm gonna say that we're probably gonna go on a run. Uh, Frank like has it. this. Frank has this habit to where he, we get this win, he gets hyped. The next thing you know, we go on this nine ten game win streak. Pe people buy into they, him, man. Yep, people and buy in and they they want to fight for he, him. And I love he that. doesn't get the energy is losing, right? But once we win that first game, that man gets some energy, right? And 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 it, the rest of the team buys into it. He they, gets into eat, they, they eat off of it, and it just happens. He starts to be able to think smarter. He st he starts to draw plays better. Uh, you know, whoever's that quarterback starts to play better. Even Carson Wentz played better. Phil Rivers played better. Jacoby Brissett played better. Everybody. Andrew Luck, right? We went one and five with Andrew Luck, and, and then all of a sudden, Andrew Luck played better, right? Everybody just went from here to here, and it once he has the energy that we were talking about last week, he didn't have it last week. Once Frank has the energy, he has a way to get everyone else to feed off of it. Uh, that's why I said that's what I was telling you guys. He's like that those passive first couple games where he's always reacting to how somebody else want to play. This game, he's going for it. He's dictating how we're gonna play Kansas City and how they're gonna react to us. And look how his it, look how his demeanor changed, and the team takes his identity. That's why I say he hasn't locked the locker room. The team still believes in him, and how he comes out is how our team comes out. And, th and that's how it's going to be, right? I can see Frank next week, instead of trying to be reactive, he's going to start attacking that defense. He's he going to start attacking the Tennessee best. Titans. Yep. And then the next week, he's going to start attacking Denver. And then he's going to attack, you know, Jacksonville again. And he's not going to let us lose to Jacksonville twice. He's not going to let us lose to Jacksonville twice, specifically at home. He's not going to allow that to happen. The fans specifically are not going to allow that to happen. They're not going to let Jacksonville come in and beat us. Those fans are going to be loud as shit in the Indy. You know, I can, I can see it. I can feel it. The energy was a lot different today. The defense was faster. The offense was faster. Fix the offensive line. That's all I ask. Fix whatever's going on with the offensive line, and, and, and let's run with it. Let's go. You know, th th this team's ready to go, man. They're ready to go. We have the roster. I was questionable about certain receivers, and you guys even heard me 10 minutes before the game started. I was like, oh, we're trash. <laughs> and then here we go. Jelani Woods, Alec Pierce, both had big games. Both of them. Yeah, definitely. It was a great sight to see. We just got to keep building on it and, and, and start making some of these defenses fill our threats. That's all it is, man. We got to stop having them, you know, play to their strengths and have them play to our strengths. That's all it's got to be. For sure. Uh, but all right, guys, let's go ahead and uh, close this off. What's up, Damon? No I saw you raise your hand. All good, man. Okay. All right. I saw you raise your hand. I thought you were trying to say something. But all right, we're going to go ahead and close this one off for tonight. And we'll be back Saturday. Uh, Saturday, we're going to preview the Colts and Titans. Unfortunately, I probably won't be able to watch that game. Uh, there's a birthday party my kids have to go to, and I'm going to it with them. So I might not be able to watch that game. So I'm going to be in the group message. Uh, Y'all need to keep me hyped up. And then, of course, I'll watch the All-22, you know. Uh, I'll just make sure it's uh, cool with everybody. I'm typically a little bit ahead on some plays, so I can put every play in there. <laughs> I yeah, you just got to be careful with that sometimes because most of the time some of us are behind. But uh, that's fine. I, I got to learn to just put my phone down and not read the messages until the drive's over. <laughs> yeah, I just have yeah. a bad habit. but I just got um, this habit of when I see things and I either get excited or I get down and I just – Yeah. 
So again, let's uh let's try and pull up some clips from the All 22 this week, and let's look at some some footage and actually break apart what's going on with the offensive line specifically. That's what I want to see. Defensively, I think we looked pretty good this week. Uh, running backs looked pretty good outside of whatever the offensive line was doing. Same with the passing game. So let's All go ahead. Good, and try and let's see if we can go ahead and uh, break up on that uh that offensive line this week. I'll look at some All 22 through uh, NFL Plus. I know Damon, you have NFL, or not Damon, uh, DeMarco, you have NFL Plus, so I know we'll be talking all week. For sure. All right, guys. All right, guys. Have a good night, and uh, go, go Colts. Colts. Let's work on another week of going uh, 1-0, baby. Let's go. Wentz had a nice bounce back year. Season, he was the, good. The, the issue for me with Wentz is always chips are on the line. Now what? And I picked the Jags because of Carson Wentz. I think it's one of the worst losses in recent NFL memory Mm -hmm. for me. I think it's one of the worst losses in the history of their franchise. It absolutely falls at the feet of Carson Wentz. But everybody in that organization had a hand in it. In the meantime, we have another quarterback on the move. Matt Ryan has been traded to the Colts. Breaking news out of the NFL where Stephon Gilmore is signing with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Wow. Jonathan Taylor is the MVP of the NFL. This is the best run-blocking offensive line in the NFL. Reggie Wayne talking about Matt Ryan. Exact quote. It makes me throw up how much he reminds me of Peyton Manning. Taylor, give a touchdown!